Welcome to Future Foodcast. I'm Pam Line Miller, your host for today. And we're thankful to have a sponsor, Farm to Plate. They are building the future of the supply chain ecosystem in the food space. And today we are welcoming with us our guest, Carla King. She's the marketing director for Mary's Gone Crackers. Don't you love the title, <laughs> the, the name of that company? Uh, welcome to the podcast, Carla. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I know Mary's Gone Crackers is such a fun name. It makes me want to pick up a box and read more <laughs> about it, find out all about it. So it's it's really fun. I, I would like to start out by sure. asking how the company even got that name and, and how it even got started. I think that's a great place to be. Wonderful. The company was started by a woman named Mary Walden. Um, so female owned company to begin with. Um, she was in her previous life, a psychotherapist. She was diagnosed as celiac um, late 90s. And at that time, there just wasn't a lot of options, whether in restaurants or in grocery stores. Um, So she went into her kitchen and she created what you now know as the original cracker, um, that red box. Um, And it kind of went off from there. She shared it with her friends. She shared it, took it to dinners. And people said, this is really good. You need to sell this. And so she started small at little, you know, mom and pop stores in her neighborhood. Um, and it snowballed from there, essentially. And so she started the company um, with a, the first factory was in Gridley, right outside of Chico, California. And it, it continued to grow. She continued to create new and exciting products. She added to the line and it just went from there. But when she went to go name the company, she went to her peer group, her female peer group. And somebody said, it's got to be Mary's Gone Crackers and it stuck. So there we go. And it's that simple. <laughs> it is that simple. And it's that great. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just love stories where the innovation comes out of you know, the need that she had. And often there's a challenge or a situation and people are looking for solutions. And in her case, her personal health situation and celiac disease Mm -hmm. is not easy to diagnose. I mean, I know a lot of times. No, still to this day, not the easiest thing to diagnose. It's not the first thing that usually comes to mind, especially when you think you're eating healthy. And unfortunately, some of the foods are not agreeing with your body. So um, she has continued. She continued that Um, in the early 2000 teens. She did sell the company. It kind of got more than she wanted to manage. Um, And so she sold the company to Kameda, which is a Japanese rice cracker company, probably the biggest in the world, Um, definitely by far the biggest in Japan. And they have an amazing rice knowledge. (laughs) considering Japan is one of the bigger rice grower countries in the world. And we're one of the biggest rice cracker companies in our country. So it was a good fit and it was their entree into the U.S. Um, So, yeah, yeah, that's a really great marriage, though. It's it wasn't just. Yeah, it was company. It's somebody that has you know, that source material. And I know that's important to Mary Scott Crackers, Mm -hmm. the whole sourcing of your ingredients and and to find a company who, you know, has such a large presence in that. Yeah. And they also were, you know, they made the investment. So the company is no longer in Gridley. 
Um, they actually built a state-of-the-art gluten-free facility here in Reno, Nevada, probably the largest in the country, if not one of the largest in the world. And, you know, we've been able to expand from there. Uh, we've taken some of most of Mary's ideas and built on that. And right now we probably have one of the better CPG teams in terms of sales, marketing, R&D, and also operations. We have a unique product in that it's not fried, it's baked, has a unique manufacturing process. Mm. Um, it's not your typical make, it's patented. So I, I can share it with you, but I can't show it to you. Um, okay, I was going to ask you what you could tell yeah. me about that it's, unique process. It's because all the ingredients are, yeah, all the ingredients are put together, steamed, obviously, because quinoa and brown rice are the base, um, not exactly soft foods right there <laughs> until they're steamed. Um, and then all the ingredients are mixed together, dropped onto the manufacturing um, sheet, and then flattened and then baked. So, um, and that's what creates that wonderful, crispy, crunchy bite that most of the consumers know us for. So, yeah. yeah well, let's talk about that a little bit because yeah. So back in the 1990s, honestly, and I was an early adopter of protein bars, also kind of in the health food area, but uh -huh. it tasted like cardboard. So I really appreciate that Mary <laughs> was able to create a tasty product yes. without all the unnecessary ingredients and really targeting to help her health situation. But the the, the market's crowded now. I mean, oh, it, yeah. it changed a lot. And so I think your patented manufacturing process outputting what you just said was crispy, mm -hmm. crispy, crunchy, crunchy. <laughs> it's even you know, in I, our tagline. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's probably that's what we believe in. Chris, we are, yeah. you know, we, we changed our tagline actually not that long ago, probably a couple years now, but we are passionately unabashedly and irrationally obsessive with crispy, crunchy snacks. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and we've, proven that we've taken um, our base offering and we've expanded that, but we've kept to gluten-free and organic. So while the crowd has, or the field has gotten crowded, I should say, we have stuck to gluten-free, organic, non-GMO. So not everyone can say organic, but they can say, you know, gluten-free, but they can't say both. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's really what sets us apart in that. Mm -hmm. um, I have to be grateful for all the innovation that has led to all these other products. And it's challenged us as well, meet that consumer demand. While they love our rice crackers, we've also expanded into flour-based, gluten-free flour-based crackers. And because of all that innovation, you know, there's just more opportunity, which is better for the consumer also. They get more choices. They're not stuck with, I have to eat this one rice cracker all the time. I have other options for, you know, everyone has different snacking needs, different snacking moods, time of day, all of that stuff. So it's really exciting. Very we've nice. taken it. Oh, go ahead. No, the crispy crunchy though goes throughout, <laughs> I'm assuming. <laughs> I would love to know about some of your other you talked about expanding into you know non the, the, the gluten free, but with flour. So obviously not yep. uh flour. So we have a gluten free yeah. flour blends um in our real thin crackers. And that's, you know, we've taken multiple gluten free flours and blended them to get a better texture. Mm -hmm. um, a better experience for the consumer. Those have been out for several years. Last January, we actually veered off in 
to the sweet side of things with Mary's Gone Cookies. Really? And it's okay. spelled with a K. <laughs> those are amazing. I recommend that everyone try those. We have three flavors, which is honey, chocolate, and cinnamon, um, all reminiscent of that gram that you enjoyed as a child, but maybe a little bit more sophisticated, like more of a semi-sweet versus a milk chocolate, a true cinnamon versus sugar cinnamon, um, all of that stuff. And those are the first products that are not vegan in our lineup, but we partnered with Glory Bee as our honey supplier and support their Save the Bee Foundation because I think we've all gained an education on how important honeybees are mm-hmm. to our food sources. I mean, I think they account for 70% of pollination of our crop. So they're really important and we need to save them. Um, and so this is our effort to help highlight that cause, um, as well as it gives a delicious taste to our, our cookies. And then more recently, back onto the savory side, but more of a hand-to-mouth snack occasion is Mary's Gone Cheesy, a vegan, back on the vegan side of things, a vegan cheese cracker. So we have two flavors, cheddar and cheese and herb that were introduced mm-hmm. last year. We were fortunate to take them to Expo West, the one of the biggest trade shows for natural and organic foods. And they were a big hit, which was extremely encouraging for us and our team and even more motivating for our R&D team to go back and get something else out there. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I know our listeners know of Expo West because we yes. have <laughs> in the food space and I'm excited to try some of those newer things that you have out. And I really like to, um, it seems like Mary's Gone Crackers does have a bent for supporting worthwhile causes. You talked about the bees. I I know you have other things in California, if you'd like to share. Absolutely. With the, and this started actually with Mary, because she got most of the rice supplied, all of the rice at the time supplied from the California um, rice lens, um, actually not too far from here in Reno, Sacramento Valley. And we support Efforts by the farmers, but also the Waterbird Foundation, which that whole area is a conservation area for the waterfowl birds. There's tons of breeds out there that um, rely on those lands for growth, etc. Um, and so they, we support that. And it's, you know, it's been a long partnership. We've been with them a long time. Um, Unfortunately, because of the drought in California, which you wouldn't know it this past winter, but uh, prior to, we had some, and and they even announced it, they're not going to be able to produce as much because of that drought, because rice obviously needs water. And so we've had to expand where we do source rice, but we still support their cause because we know it's important. So it'll be a partnership that is ongoing, hopefully something that will last even beyond me at at Mary's. So I would love to see that. That's exciting. Those corporate partnerships and, you know, a lot of corporations are focused on giving back in the areas that make sense for them. And this certainly makes so much Absolutely. sense for Mary's yeah. crackers from the very beginning. So we do. Um, I mean, we, we look for that. We have, we use oat flour in our Mary's Gone cookies and we source from naked oats, which uses a lower carbon footprint in growing their oats. So um, any of that that we can do, no matter how small, something that helps, you know, offering consumers a healthy product, um, sure. but also giving back and creating a healthy environment. 
that's important to us. We know that's what our consumers look for as well. Yeah. And is that part of the secret? I, I mean, I know you have like really loyal customers. Is is that part of oh. the secret to getting them in the first place and then keeping them with you? Like, I would really like to dive into that a little bit, Carla, because it seems like your customer base, I mean, and you started out so small, it had to be word mm-hmm. of mouth. It was. Mary started and she was really brilliant about it. She started with foundations like Celiac Foundation and she went to those groups and then just slowly expanded. And even when she took her crackers to her friends, not everyone was celiac. It's just that she had a good product. So it it tasted good. And it was something that people can feel good about eating. So yes, we do have a very loyal following. And I think in the last... I think it's been exasperated by the pandemic, but even it was coming before that, that consumers, not only the older consumers that have realized, oh, you know, I need to take care of myself. I need to eat healthier, but the younger ones too, they want to, they want to eat healthy. They expect organic. And even if they're not celiac, they say, oh, you know, just because it's gluten-free, it tastes good. So they're looking for healthier options as well. I think pandemic definitely brought a greater awareness with every a lot of people working from home and realizing that all oh, that comfort junk food is not sustainable effort. I need to eat healthier. And we're just happy to be part of the mix as an offering for that. So yeah, I have a joke about the whole snacking <laughs> during the pandemic mm-hmm. because when people go to college, they often say, oh, it's the freshman 15. And I call yep. it COVID 30. I mean <laughs> I personally didn't experience that because I have a whole different focus mm-hmm. size and eating and all that. But the, the average person, certainly uh, the majority experienced that challenge. So Mary's Gone Crackers would give them a much better option yeah. that would also we were, satisfy that. Absolutely. We loved it. I mean, and I, I learned, I'm a Gen Xer, but I learned so much about the younger generation and gained knowledge from them in that you know, instead of three square meals, they were just kind of snacking, but they were eating healthy. And that was how they did it. Mm-hmm. So grab an apple or, you know, cut up some cheese and have a cracker or hummus or, or however they did it. But it was just little small meals throughout the day that sustained them. And it's something that I've taken with me as well. So and, you know, we're obviously well suited for that. And and the whole grazing idea definitely works. But yes, that, that definitely works. And I think the other side of it is there are a lot of people that are making choices. They're not celiac or they're not gluten intolerant, Mm -hmm. but they're making a choice to eat gluten-free or to Mm -hmm. minimize different ingredients in their life, whatever that might be. And the fact that Mary's got crackers ingredients are clear cut and you know, what's in the products and you can make those choices if you want to. I think that's helpful too, because we offer products, a huge footprint. I can find you in a lot of different stores, whereas before, you know, it was more uh, smaller store oriented. Smaller stores, natural stores, all of that. But now, now we're in, we're we're trying to reach out, and we've made the effort, and our sales team has done a phenomenal job. And I think, to some degree, the mainstream grocery stores have also bought into healthier options. Yeah. Um, so you see greater footprint of you know natural as well as produce and vegetables and all of that fresh versus, you know, frozen and more 
processed foods. Right. So I, I, they've made that choice too. And they've been ideally suited and available to them when they're ready to, to make that change. And it's helped. It's, it's made a big difference. So yeah, you can find us just about anywhere as, and then e-com as well. So for those that don't um, have bought in or, or aren't returning to the grocery store and, and doing, you know, order online pickup or delivery, um, we're right there for that as well. Yeah. Now, did your e-commerce increase a lot with the pandemic? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. Pandemic hit and we could not keep up with orders. So and unfortunately, to some degree, we've we've then got turned around and got hit with supply chain issues. So we've had a lot of hiccups. But as a small company, we've also been maybe a little bit more nimble and able to to deal with it. But we're just coming out of some of the supply chain issues. And, you know, we're not immune to any of that. So it's been definitely a learning experience for me. And then just, I think, a team building experience as we've all kind of pooled together to try to make it through. Right. So. Here's our problem. How can we come together for a solution? Exactly. Uh, can you share any of the, you know, what the biggest challenge was? Or, I mean, are you at involved um, to do that? Or yeah, we I mean, we some challenges. We got hit with you know supply demand, all of that stuff. Um, rice, obviously, thanks to the drought in California, um, we all of a sudden had to look elsewhere. Mm -hmm. um, we had to source. You know, and then to keep it, you know, to our standards, all of our suppliers are certified as organic non-GMO. So we had to, you know, not always easy to find or not always easy to access the quantities that we need. Those are quinoa and brown rice are our two number one ingredients that we bring in by the truckloads. And that was a challenge for a bit. And then obviously costs because it was such high demand, um, costs go up. And then everything went up, labor, transportation, everything, packaging. So it, it's been a hardship, but we have also worked together to, you know, make some sacrifices here and there or pivot to certain things or, you know, maybe reduce production on the lower selling SKUs for a time so we could make, you know, meet demand on the higher selling SKUs um, yeah. that consumers know and love. So yeah, all of those things we've we've dealt with. Um, maybe not on as an extreme scale as some other companies that you that have been more in the news, but um, yeah. So it's been a fun fun two years. Not dull. One two years. That. That's a great optimistic <laughs> way to look at it. But everybody's had the situation, that, and sometimes that helps you evaluate. Like you were saying, maybe yep. some of you're not underperforming, but lower volume SKUs and mm -hmm. you can make some business decisions to of how you want to change your manufacturing to be able Absolutely. to meet different demands. And it's not all bad, but um, hopefully you won't run into that as much moving into the future. You do narrow your choices mm -hmm. when you're so particular about your ingredients though, but you're not going to, yeah. you're not going to change that. That's part of your brand. And so that's, you just know you have less choices. And if you're able to accept any quinoa or any brown rice, you're not, you have specific yeah. certification. We, I, we have a promise to our consumers and we kind of have a promise to ourselves. This is who we are. This is what we're delivering. Yeah, it, it definitely made us as a leadership team focus on what can we do right now, but where do we want to go? 
Um, so what do we need? And we also know that the needs of consumers are changing too and evolving. And if we want to reach other consumers, um, younger consumers, and even start with, you know, the millennials who are now having kids of their own um, and that gen, what is it, alpha generation? Oh. That's the next one after the oh. Zoomers. We're, yeah. running out of we're starting over again. With we the are, we're starting over. That's okay. <laughs> um, so it, we have to kind of open our minds. Um, we stick with the core of organic, gluten-free, non-GMO, but where can we go with that? And so it's been, that's been fun too, um, you know, doing the brainstorming and, and creating a path forward. But your c- customers are looking for your executive team to do that work because of that trust yep. you built with them. So that is that is a part of your following. I mean, and the loyal yes. consumers that you have, they, they trust that you're going to be making those good decisions for them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I if, mean, it's, if it's, we did it, we wouldn't be a brand anymore. That's <laughs> right. Exactly. You would lose, you would lose that identity that you've created and yes. that's your uniqueness that is um, taking you to the future. Well, speaking of the future, what is next for Mary's Gone Crackers? Do you have oh. a, something fun that you can share? I don't want any of the well, if you want to share, you know, talk, talk <laughs> you can. Um, we have some exciting stuff on the horizon. We have, you know, definitely focusing in on what we do best um, and applying that to the next generation of gluten-free snacks. Um, so we have ideas um, and some are a bit more challenging just because of ingredients that we want to play with that are currently you know, maybe allergens. So we would need to separate that um, Mm -hmm. from different, from what we currently make. Um, But we have other sweet treats that we want to produce. We want to um, maybe explore something like I mentioned for the younger generation. You know, I had my whole view of food change when I had a child and I was made it very much more mindful choices in terms of my kid was going to eat healthy, you know, he wasn't going to get the processed foods that were necessarily what I had growing up because at that time it was ease and speed (laughs) to table. Um, So I made those choices and I see that in the millennial parents, you know, they want their kids to grow up with that. Moms are very picky um, and they get pickier when it comes to what their kids are eating. So we want to kind of, that I, we feel that as a great opportunity um, to get the kids started earlier, because if you expose them earlier, then that's just what they grow up knowing. Um, and if it's good, they're not going to be so worried that they're missing out. Um, so right. those, those are some ideas that we have on the horizon, as well as more snacks. You know, our original and our super seed are phenomenal but not always we you know we get told all the time not always the I don't eat it straight out of the box I put it on my charcuterie or I serve it with hummus or guacamole so we have more ideas of what we can do in terms of straight out of the box snacking like our new cheesy are um so those are kind of and and more seasoning and more exotic flavors you know in fact I just read today that the banh mi sandwich is gaining popularity because the American consumer is more open to spicy foods and not just salsa and whatnot. So we have a lot of ideas about international flavors that we want to explore. 
And we have okay. a great R&D team that can take us there. So. Okay, a little fusion going on in the future. Yep. I sense. Okay. Yes. That'll be really fun. Well, thank you so much for sharing all about Mary's Gone Crackers and just about your consumers, your story, how you figure out about your products. Is there anything that we missed that you'd like to share with our listeners before we go, Carla? Um, the only thing I would say is if you haven't tried us, try it. Definitely try Mary's Gone Cookies, Mary's Gone Cheesy, um, whether it be for you or your family or all of the above. It's something that's um, out there, good, healthy op opportunity to eat and snack deliciously. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us. And thank you, too, to our sponsor, Farm to Plate, again, a supply chain company providing solutions in the food space. If you want to know more, you can go to Farm to Plate. Thanks for listening to Future Foodcast. Future Foodcast is powered by Farm to Plate, the leading food blockchain platform. Subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to stay up to date with the very latest innovations in the food industry. 